0: so much of your life is ahead of you, what Lucy and I have found is that these elite athletes are elite people with stories we know you will find inspiring. We hope you enjoy this edition of After the Glory. And welcome to another edition of After the Glory. This is Gary Stern with my partner, the new mom, Lucy Seng. Uh, And today we have a very special guest, the very first time that we have had a current athlete a current young athlete. Uh, As part of our series uh, on UCLA athletes, we thought it would be fun and really inspiring to welcome Russell Stong to the show. Russell is a basketball guard, UCLA, 6'3", 190. uh, With UCLA, I believe 2018 to 2022. Um, uh, This is a true student athlete. And that's really what we're going to want to talk about with Russell today. He's a mechanical engineering major also a major in business economics. Raised in Northridge, California, went to Crespi High School in Encino. Was a three-year varsity basketball and varsity volleyball letter winner at Crespi High. Uh, Helped to guide Crespi to a 27 and five record during his senior year with a perfect 12 and 0 mark in Mission League play. Uh, Was one of LA region's top seniors that was invited to compete in the War on the Floor Senior Showcase at Burroughs High in March, 2018. uh, Russell came to UCLA, um, has not been a starter, has been uh, a, a, a player who helps out in practice, uh, makes sure that uh, he guards the best on the uh, team, but has had some really memorable moments. And none more so than this past season in the Cal game at Pauley Pavilion, nobody who watched will ever forget Russell coming off the bench at the end of the game, taking that three-point shot, making it, The announcers went nuts. The team went nuts. The fans went nuts. It was a memory for a lifetime. Russell, welcome to After the Glory.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be the first current athlete. And I'm excited to get talking.
0: Um, Let's go back. uh, And Lucy, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. Uh, um, What got you into basketball in the first place?
1: Uh, Well, I grew up as an only child. you know, so I tried a bunch of different sports and, you know, my friends at the time were like, we want to try basketball. I was taller than most people. So I was pretty good at it at an early age. Um, And I kind of stuck with it since I was four or five years old.
0: And let me ask you, um, obviously you played uh, at a high level at Crespi uh, volleyball as well. Um, Was there ever a moment where you said to yourself, you know, maybe Olympics, maybe volleyball, or was it always basketball?
1: It was always basketball um, at Crespi Carmelite. They always encouraged dual sport athletes, um, and I tried to get you know a little more athletic, a little more bouncy in my step. So I tried playing volleyball, and it was fun.
0: But and, yeah. and then and then the recruiting process, because obviously uh, I I suspect that your uh, your uh, achievement academically were superb at Crespi, and and now it's time to think about college. Um, did you were you recruited by schools to be a regular player? Were there colleges you could have gone to where you played every day? What made you choose UCLA? I suspect with the knowledge that perhaps you weren't going to be a frontline starter.
1: Right. I mean, who wouldn't choose UCLA? But uh, getting recruited, I had lower D1 interests, D2, D3. I wasn't being recruited by any Power Five conferences um, in the schools I was being recruited as you mentioned, weren't academically strong enough for me. Um, So I went through the process as a regular college student, applied to UCLA as an engineer, um, ended up getting in, and through there, with some perseverance and determination, worked my way onto the team. So,
2: Russell, can you tell us a little more about that? Since most of our guests on the show are people who, you know, were generally highly recruited or had that different experience of, joining a university from the athletic side, and then obviously keeping up with the rigorous academic side. But it sounds like for you, you joined us as one of the very few admittances, you know, that the world knows about, and then walked on to the team. Is that correct? Correct. What does that look like? What does walking onto a team look like?
1: Yeah, so obviously everybody's experience is different, um, but Crespi was very good at Basketball, we were two-time state champions by that point, undefeated Mission League. Um, and A lot of my teammates were being recruited. Uh, we have guys in the NBA now who are on my team. So we had a lot of the big schools in the Pac-12, including UCLA, watching our games. Um, so the coaches were sort of aware of who I was. Um, my coach, Russell White, he's also into the college world. He's a pretty big name um, in terms of high school coaching. Um, so... I was on UCLA's radar, I guess, but not to the level of, you know, gaining a scholarship or getting preferred walk-on spot. Um, But I decided as a student, I wanted to go to UCLA. I would be happy at UCLA not being on the team, you know, just being an engineer and working my way through like, like any other student. Um, But I knew basketball was my passion and I was going to find a way to make it on the team. I got into contact with the recruiters and the, Uh, Alford coaching staff at the time. And, yeah, countless meetings, a little bit of practice tryouts, things like that, and when my name was called, I was ready.
0: You know, Russell, one thing before we take our first break that I'd like to ask you about. Um, During practice, when you have to guard the best on the team, did you also make time to practice the three-pointers that led to Cal? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm in the gym every day, just like every other guy on our team. Um, I'm working on my game just as much as everybody else. Um, So, yeah, I practice my offense as well as trying to guard, you know, Tiger Campbell and all the rest of our guards that we have that are at an elite level. So I try to make time for myself as well.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about that that walk-on concept. We had a guest on our show some time back who wrote a book called Walk on You because he actually – um, uh, Tim Lavin, who played fullback at USC, was on the show, and he talked about the walk-on concepts. So let's talk a little more about what that means to the student-athlete. Uh, when we come back on After the Glory, this is Gary Stern with Lucy Sang and our very special guest, Russell Stong.
3: Thank you. Hello, this is Dean, third generation owner of Sarah Leonard Fine Jewelers. We are located near UCLA in the heart of Westwood Village, where we have been since 1946. For 74 years, my family has stood for the highest standards of knowledge and integrity, and are proud members of the prestigious American Gem Society. But it is our personal touch that truly makes us a cut above. Client relationships last for decades and generations. With six UCLA alumni, the family has supported UCLA for decades, including the famous Sarah Leonard Jewelers watch giveaway. For diamonds and colored gems, designer collections and estate jewelry, watches, custom design, and gorgeous gifts starting under $100, it's all here at Sarah Leonard Fine Jewelers. Mention the code GLORY and get 20% off your first purchase, plus a 10% UCLA discount on all future purchases. Call 310-208-3131 today for your appointment, or visit us at sarahleonardjewelers.com. Free parking available. Again, call 310-208-3131, use the code GLORY, and experience the Sarah Leonard difference for yourself.
0: And we're back on After the Glory. This is Gary Stern with Lucy Singh. Uh, and our very special guest, Russell Stong. Uh, Russell was named to the Pac-12 Conference Winter Academic Honor Roll for the third straight season uh, this past year, Uh, named to UCLA's year-end all-academic team for the third consecutive year. In other words, a true student athlete. And that raises an interesting point about the intersection of athletics and academics at the the Division I school. There are a lot of people in the uh, public eye who uh, think about college athletics as sort of the minor leagues of the pro game. And, and you're here uh, and you exist on this earth to tell people that's not true. You can actually enjoy an athletic career and be a superb student. Um, not everybody does that. Uh, obviously, not every uh, high-level Division I athlete is devoted to their academics uh, as you are tell me a little about that intersection of athletics and academics uh, at a school like ucla how you manage your time how you learn to to to, to do uh, time management
1: right well i have a passion for both basketball and my academics so there's a big priority on both Um, and i love them equally so throughout my life that's always been my passion And I've just learned to do it growing up, playing sports, getting good grades is really what my family focused on. And I don't know, throughout time, it's just, you know, become an innate thing that I've developed in terms of time management. Um, Any free time I have now, especially at UCLA, that's very academically strong and, you know, trying to be the best university in in the country. um, Whatever free time I have, I spend it, you know, in the books and just trying to develop my mind and my game at the same time.
2: Russell, I want to acknowledge earlier, in the earlier segment, you had said you would be satisfied with being just an engineer. Uh, (laughs) I I want to clarify that nobody is just an engineer, especially not with an engineer degree at UCLA. And I would love for you to just kind of share more about what being an engineer and what kind of engineering are you in? And, you know, like what kind of career are you looking forward to? after basketball is done?
1: Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sorry for my choice of words. Nobody is just an engineer or even just a student at UCLA. It's a great accomplishment every single day. Um, But I am a mechanical engineer and I chose mechanical engineering because I felt it would be the most broad and would give me the best understanding of the world around me. Um, That's kind of why I chose that field because I don't want to be a typical engineer. I want to have a broad base of knowledge and use it however I can. And right now um, I'm leaning toward the business side, management side, um, which is why I picked up the second major in business economics. Um, so yeah, I don't know what I particularly want to do with it, but you know, engineering at UCLA and business economics at UCLA, the opportunities are endless in my eyes, so.
0: I'm curious about this, Russell. Um, I. I- I that you're not somebody that goes out and tries to overtly influence other people to the way you do things, as opposed to setting an example. Would it be a fair statement to say that your approach to being an athlete at UCLA uh, from the academic side um, perhaps has had an influence on on some of your teammates? Uh, I, I suspect that they see the way you go about your business influences them. Is, is that is that a fair thing?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't go around, you know, preaching to everybody this is how to do it and this is the only way to do it. Um, obviously we have guys who have aspirations to be pro basketball players and, you know, that's their primary focus. Um, but yeah, I just do it silently. I do the work that I've always been doing and I could see it rubbing off on guys when, you know, my roommate, Jaime Hawkes, he, he tries to keep up with me and, uh, He's really proud when he can come back um, from a good day at school and say, I just got an A on this midterm. And, you know, we share in that glory of him doing well in the classroom as well. Um, Both knowing that his priority is, you know, making it to the NBA just like all our other guys. Um, Yeah. Also when we travel, um, I do my work on whether it's in the bus or the plane. So these guys definitely see what I'm doing, the hard work I put in and they appreciate me for it. And I think they, try to emulate it it's at some level. So yeah, just a silent example.
0: Lucy, did you hear that? He is rooming with Jaime Hawkes. Well, that, <laughs> that raises a whole other series of things. And that is I'm wondering if Jaime has had an influence on you in this regard. I cannot remember the last time that I watched a player on UCLA basketball team or any team with the um, the sense of purpose, despite injury, despite what would take other people off the court in a heartbeat this guy is unbelievable has that has he had an influence on you in terms of you know playing in pain or just not giving up i mean i've never seen a guy with his perseverance
1: yeah no definitely um i would consider myself a tough guy i look at jaime and you know he's on a whole nother level Um, so looking at him definitely inspires me to, to stay strong, stay tough and push through anything, whether that's something mental, something physical, you know, he definitely shows a side of basketball and life in general, you know, you can push through anything and still succeed. Um, so yeah, he's definitely an inspiration for me as well.
0: And if I'm not recalling recalling, right, he's got a sister coming to the, to the school coming up, right?
1: Yes. Yes, he does. Oh, a great basketball player and a and a great person, so that's definitely a good addition to Westwood.
0: We we just had the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and that raises something that I've asked athletes about over the years, male athletes especially. Um, do you get a chance to watch the women, uh, and do you find that that the women have developed a a style of play that is just every bit as exciting? as 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 the men's game uh, have you had a chance to watch ucla women's uh, basketball team
1: yeah i try you know it's a little tough because they play during the same season as us but whenever you know we're around i try to bring all of our guys try to support our women's team because they do a great job and they always compete at the highest level and they're always supporting us as well um, it's a big family here in westwood so try to bring everybody out and definitely realize our women are just as good, if not better, than a lot of men's teams.
2: Say that again. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, they they compete, and honestly, I don't I don't see why they wouldn't be in the running for the title this year. Hopefully, we can get two of them in the in the same year.
2: Go Bruins.
0: Go Bruins. Yes. When we come back on after the glory, uh, a few more thoughts from Russell, including perhaps a little discussion of the whole NIL thing and how that is uh, impacting uh, him. When we come back, Gary Stern, Lucy saying and our guest, Russell Stone.
2: Hey, this is Lucy Sang from Resiliency Coaching. I am a certified mental performance coach focused on working with athletes transitioning into life after the glory days of sports. I help like-minded people become high performers and thrive in all areas of life. My goal is to serve as your accountability partner and offer different perspectives as you make tough decisions. Learn more about me on Instagram at resiliency underscore coaching, R-E-S-I-L-I-E-N-T-S-E-E underscore coaching. And thanks for tuning in to After the Glory.
4: This is Daryl Wayne here to talk to you about the co-creator and co-host of After the Glory, Woodland Hills lawyer, Gary Stern. When Gary's not talking to elite athletes, you can usually find him doing what he's been doing for almost 45 years, navigating the world of government. As a college student and young professional, Gary helped folks deal with federal and state agencies through his work as a caseworker with a local congressman and state senator. That work prepared Gary for a career as a consumer lawyer. Today, Gary still helps people in all walks of life, but his passion nowadays is his service as a mediator, mostly in cases like the ones he's been handling for over four decades, where people have been injured in accidents or in connection with their employment. You can learn more about Stern Law, the law offices of Gary N. Stern at his website, www.sternlaw.org. That's S-T-E-R-N. Or you can call him at 818-710-2717. That's
0: 818-710-2717. And we're back on After the Glory. This is Gary Stern with my partner, Lucy Sang and our guest, Russell Stong, UCLA basketball and student athlete par excellence. Uh, Russell. Um, one of the things that I think we and we've asked a lot of our guests this question. Uh, I don't think it matters whether you're a, a frontline starter and heading to the NBA or uh, um, playing the role that you that you are as a as a role player. I can I can't imagine uh, a more uh, exciting thing than to be in front of twelve five hundred fans um, and, and all cheering, uh, just generally cheering. And then of course, when you come in the game cheering for you, um, is that something that you think you'll miss or is it something you've consciously been preparing for is life without the crowds?
1: Uh, well, it's always been a dream of mine to be in front of these crowds and for it to actually be real is the biggest blessing and the biggest honor I could ever experience. So, It'll definitely be a part of me that will be missing, um, but you know, every good thing has to come to an end, and a new good thing will start. So I'll figure it out. But for now, I'm just gonna take it in, embrace it, and you know, shout out to the den and everybody that shows up to Pauly and cheers for our guys and including me. It's really awesome. and We love it.
0: We 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 don't usually uh, after the glory talk too much about the between the line stuff, but let's let's share with our fans. Uh, because it was such a huge moment on the national scene, the Cal game. Take us through that moment when you are called to take the floor. What's going on? What's your thought process? What are your teammates talking to you about? Go ahead and tell us about it. It was an incredible moment. I'll never forget it.
1: Well, last season was the start of something I couldn't have imagined where the Den and Pauly Pavilion started joining in a chant where they would start cheering, we want Russell, and – you know, that started to kick in near the end of the Cal game. Um, so right when that happens, all my teammates start looking down the bench and they look at me, tell me to get ready, stretch out. Um, obviously I'm a little nervous, but also super excited. So when the time came, I think it was a couple minutes left, maybe two and a half ish minutes. Uh, Cronin called my name and I ran out there, tucked my Jersey in and right when I, Stepped in between the lines. All the nerves went away. And it was just like practice. Uh, got in the game. Um, they inbounded me the ball to bring it up. Coach told me to bring it up. And we ran a play. Uh, it's called a pistol screen on the on the right wing. Um, and I got a rescreen coming back to the left. And uh, the defender mistakenly went under, not knowing I could shoot the ball a little bit. Yes. And I, I let it go.
2: And in that moment we had a new Russell in town, huh?
1: <laughs> I guess so. You know, Russell has a has a strong legacy here, you know, I'm referring to Westbrook. Um so I just try to live up to that name, could never reach that level but you know, just let let the three go, just like how I do in practice and I do every day and it, it happened to go in.
0: And then they nearly tackled you, didn't they? <laughs>
1: yeah, um after the game, you know, all my guys, they're the, my biggest supporters. My teammates are the greatest people I've ever met, and they're my brothers for life. And they knew how much of a big moment it was for me, considering that was my first three after you know four years. Um, so yeah, it was a time to celebrate. They all ran out, almost did tackle me. And I got a little dance off. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a great time and definitely something I could never forget. I re- I remember it like it was yesterday.
0: Couple more uh, thoughts. Uh, Nil. Uh, have you had a chance to take advantage of that? And where do you think that, uh, um, that plays into the current, uh, uh, athletic scene?
1: Yeah. Um, I've dabbled in a little bit. Um, you know, I'm not at these, you know, major deal levels, but I made a little bit of money. I've got some, some gear from different brands. Um, the biggest one for me was a deal with, uh, sheets and giggles, uh, which was a eucalyptus based sheets and pillow cover company. And they drafted together something called the uh, most well-rested team in America. Um, and they did that for March Madness. And, you know, me being a, uh, you know, primarily bench player there, it was a little, you know, poke at the fun and, <laughs> you know, cause I, I sit and I'm pretty well-rested. Um, so that was, that was some good fun. And, you know, I have a little bit of a sponsorship with smaller uh companies or, or like Spikeball
0: psd oh that's fabulous that's yeah fabulous. so it's a, it's a
1: lot of fun and i don't know for nil it definitely plays into the recruiting now which is an interesting thing for these high-level athletes
0: what what are your thoughts going forward um do you think that even as you head on into your career uh family life and so forth that um you'll maintain that kind of presence on basketball courts um, at wooden center at places like club 360, just because it's a game that you can still play and play well, you think you'll do that?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, basketball is a part of me. It's not, it doesn't define me, but it's definitely a big part of who I am. And especially UCLA, I'll, you know, if they'll keep me around, I'll stay connected as, as well as I can, you know, come to every game, support everybody and, you know, as long as they'll keep me, I'll, I'll stick around UCLA. It's the best place in the world.
0: You know, another question came to mind, uh, Coach Cronin. Do you have the, the prior coach for one year?
1: Yeah, I, I was a part of the Alfred coaching staff for my freshman year.
0: Yeah. Um, talk about the – let's say Coach Cronin when it comes to the players that are not playing every day. Um, tell me about the relationship to Coach Cronin um, uh, from the standpoint of of your role on the team. As, as, as a bench player uh, and coming in, you know, maybe not every game, but every uh, occasionally, um, does he treat you the same as everybody else? What What's your thoughts about Coach Cronin? He just seems like an amazing guy.
1: Yeah, Coach Cronin is an amazing guy, and he's an amazing coach at that. Um, he treats me like everybody else, and I really enjoy that. I respect that. And he's he's a tough love guy. You know, he's going to coach you as hard as he can. And if he's not coaching you, then that's an issue because that means he doesn't really care anymore. Um, So he cares a lot about every single player on our team on and off the court. He wants what's best for us, including me. He coaches me to be the best player I can be, the best man I can be. And he does that for everybody. So
0: That's fabulous. Um, Russell, I think that uh, this has been a a, a revelation. Uh, I hope that all of our listeners understand that uh, there are a lot of ways to be a student athlete, um, but putting the word student first is is not a bad way to do it. And uh, you have been a a credit, not just UCLA, but anybody who looks at college and says, uh, well, you know, they're just pro players uh, uh, getting ready for the pros. Well, that's not the case. And you've demonstrated that. Um, I I, I imagine we're going to see you down the road designing some of the great, Uh, of edifices in the world uh, as a mechanical engineer uh, and then investing that money with your economics background (laughs) and it'll be great. Uh, uh, Thank you so much for being with us. Lucy, um, any closing thoughts?
2: Just wanted to remind Russell that you have a broad and strong UCLA alumni network in basketball and in engineering and just as Bruins. So please use us as you You know go out into the world and
0: create new memories thanks for being with us russell and uh uh upcoming we'll remind our uh, listeners of the uh, team that helps put after the glory together russell thanks a lot
1: yes thank you so much it's been an honor go bruins
0: there you go go bruins go bruins lucy and i hope you enjoyed this edition of after the glory as we leave you until next time we want to thank our team our producer mark allen executive producer from PodClips, Mike Anderson, and our sound engineer and editor, the insane Daryl Wayne. We are also grateful for music by T. Dan Hofstede. And as we close out this episode of After the Glory, we honor our guest with our theme song, written and sung by my brother in baseball, T. Dan, the master of music from the islands and the slack key guitar. Until next time, stay safe, healthy, and Athletic.
4: Living the dream on a shooting star, hometown crowd cheering what you are, living large and riding high, razzling and dazzling across the sky. Back in the day, so young and strong, work or play.
3: your story. What you gonna do after the glory? Step back and take inventory. Checking out new
0: territory. Not every day will be congratulatory. Hopefully you're still